Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. This is your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today we have with us Jared Spiewak, who represents Team Blue Dog. Jared is an entrepreneur and international speaker who has helped service-based businesses including various types of medical professionals, generate millions of dollars in revenue through search engine marketing. After years of freelancing and working with other agencies, Jared found common reasons why agencies failed to generate results for their clients and shaped his agency around solving those problems. Some of the ways that he solved those problems are by creating and implementing custom strategies to generate better and faster results. Welcome to the show, Jared. Thank you for having me, Barbara. Some of our listeners are not quite sure what search engine marketing is. Could you explain that to them? Yeah, of course. So you're probably all familiar with search engines being mainly Google. They have by far the largest market share, but there's also Bing and Yahoo. Those are the three main ones in the US. Now, search engine marketing comes in two categories. There's the advertising aspect of it, which is paying for ads generally on a cost per click basis, meaning you pay when your ads get clicked on. And that's when if you do a search on Google, the first, uh, depending on the search result, the first one to four results tend to be ads. It'll say ad right next to them. So that's the advertising aspect of SEM or search engine marketing, where you are paying the search engine itself to show whatever you are advertising on their platform. The other side of it is the organic side of things, where you don't pay their platform, which is called SEO. Now, that's when if you want to, for example, rank your website on Google organically without paying uh, Google themselves. You generally pay a company to do that for you, or also in the Google Maps section. And there's various platforms like Google, there's Google News, Google Video, but generally uh, doctors are more so worried about the organic and mainly Google Maps. So the organic side of things is getting ranked in those those 10 blue links, those that map section, and the paid side of things is things like Google Ads, where your ads show up at the top and you pay Google directly. So... For people that are putting their brick and mortar offices on a GL map, does that help them with their SEO marketing? Yeah. So if you're getting your business listed as a physical location on search engines, and sometimes you don't have to manually put it there, just if you have it listed, even in places like Yelp and other sorts of directory sites that can end up on Google just by chance then yes, what that does is that makes it eligible for your business to show up in that Google Maps section. So if someone were to look for um, you know, a dentist near me, orthopedic doctor near Boston, or whatever, maybe those sorts of search terms, then your actual business listing can show up where it says your business name, your address. You can have a call button. If you're on a mobile device, it'll literally, without even having to go to your website, they can call you directly if you show up within what's called the three pack or without having to click more locations. Uh, and there's also, if you were to just use the app itself, Google Maps, then you can have your business show up there as well. So yes, yeah, so having your 
physical location through what's called GMB or Google My Business claimed is very important. Well, that's really helpful to know. A lot of our listeners are saying, you know, I've heard that I need to come up with keywords that will get me ranked and boosted on the search engines. Is there a tool that you would recommend they use to designate the best keywords? So funny enough, we actually built a tool in health to help with what we do. And I don't want to sound over promotional, but it is. So if you were to Google my name, just Jared Spiewak keyword research on Google, you'll be able to find it either on our website or our YouTube video. It's on both places. And what it does is it's a free spreadsheet that you can download and it connects with other tools. Now the tool that is primarily used is called Ahrefs or just Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. And that's the preferable uh, keyword research tool of most uh, search marketing professionals. It tends to have the most data out of any tool. It does tend to be on the more expensive end, but they do have a, at least as of right now, a $7 seven-day trial. So if you want to play around with it for a week, it's not going to cost you much. So what our tool does is it connects with that tool. Basically, it allows you to download data, which can be overwhelming with just a CSV with tons and tons of cells. And it simplifies that process and it helps you map Uh, specific keywords to specific pages on your website. So if you're just looking for a website to go to that you want to do research on, ahrefs.com is the tool that we use. It's the tool that most people in our industry use. And we do have a a free spreadsheet that if you want to uh, use that to kind of help automate and streamline part of that process, it's a tool that we use in-house and it's the number one most popular thing that we've ever released. How can a medical practice maximize their return on investment from any marketing campaign? So this is something that I absolutely love talking about because when most people are talking about ROI, how can we uh, turn $1 into $2, how we can turn $1 into $5, $1 into $10, you'll often see people talking about, let's just say Google ads, for example. So if someone clicks on your ad, you pay Google. People say, well, if we lower what we have to pay Google per click, we can increase because we're spending less and getting the same. So our, our, our ROI will be higher, or we can do things like increase our conversion rate. So if more percentages of people are converting when they click on our ad, then we'll be able to increase our ROI as well. However, that's only half of the equation. The two other things that people never talk about are the sales slash intake side of things. So once a lead or inquiry actually contacts your practice, the percentage rate of which you turn that inquiry into a patient and the LTV or the lifetime value, which is maximizing how much you'll be able to earn from that patient over the lifetime of them being a patient. So to kind of give an example of what that can look like is let's say, and I'm going to throw around a bit of math. Hopefully I'll try to make it as simple as possible. But at the end of the day, this is fairly math intensive. Let's say you tell Google you're willing to spend $2,000 a month on your Google ads. And on average, let's say you have a $20 cost per click, or each click costs you about $20. So over the course of a month, you'll be able to get about 100 clicks. Now, for let's say on average, you get a 10% conversion rate. So 10% of people that click on your ad become an inquiry. They give you their information. They pick up their phone and call, however you typically convert people. So that would be 10 leads a month. Now, let's say once that lead gets contacted by your uh, front desk person, whoever's handling the intake for your practice, or if you contact them, they contact you, uh, however it's going to work out for you, let's say that's 30%. So those 10 leads are going to lead you to three patients. Now, let's say on average, each patient is worth $3,000 to you over the course of their lifetime. 
So what this means is altogether, this means that you spent $2,000, you made $9,000. Three patients times 3,000, 9,000. So for every dollar you spent, you made $4.50 back. Not bad to be honest. Most people would be pretty happy with that sort of return. Now, where a lot of people go wrong is that when they go, okay, how can I improve what we're doing for our ROI? They only look at things like, how can we take our conversion rate from 10% to 12.5% to 15% to 20%? But the higher you go, the more difficult it's going to be to get even higher than that. It's very unlikely that you're going to go from a 30% conversion rate at all, let alone going from a 30% to a 35%. That might take you years of trial and effort to actually manage to make that work. So you're kind of, uh, at a certain point, you're just pushing a massive boulder up a hill where there's other opportunity that is much more uh, low-hanging fruit, if you will. And so if you look at the other side of the equation, now let's say you were to take your front desk people, find you know whoever's answering the phone calls for you, whoever's talking to people who are not currently patients that could turn into patients, and send them to some sort of training, right? So you train them, you create great scripts for them, you make sure that Everything is systematized and processized where you know that you have a definitive system that is tried and true, that you've always tried to improve the rate at which you are turning inquiries into patients. So let's say originally you were getting about 30%, and now let's say that's now 40%. So that might be you know, a seminar, and that might be a course, that might be bringing in a consultant, whatever it may be. Let's say what you also do is you look at the lifetime value and try and increase that as well. So you make efforts within your practice to retain patients for longer, maybe depending on what type of professional you are, maybe you're able to increase your prices, you're able to offer more upsells, cross-sells, whatever it may be, right? So putting your business hat on, how can we maximize what we're able to do for this individual patient? How can we make sure we retain them for longer? So putting this together, so... Now I just talked a bit, but now let's see what kind of effect that this can have. So all we did was increase our intake rate and our lifetime value. So everything else is the same. 100 clicks, 10% conversion rate, 10 leads. However, now instead of getting three patients, you now get four. Instead of each patient being worth 3,000, they're now worth 5,000. So originally that was worth $9,000 to you. Now this is worth $20,000 to you. Now for every dollar you spend, you're making 10 back and you didn't do anything to your ad account. You didn't do anything to where you're sending your traffic to and you over doubled what you're getting in return. And that's where most people don't even think about uh, trying to improve. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Well, this is great math to look at because when you tell the average doctor, this is the amount of money that you need to spend, you know, for your click ads, they'll look at you like you're crazy. They'll say, well, we don't have that kind of money in our budget. Right. And, you know, we, we can't afford that. But nobody really does think about the lifetime value and the return on that investment. So that, you know, like, why wouldn't you spend a dollar if you knew that at the end of the day, you were going to get 10 back? Right. And that's a, that's a big mistake that people make, uh, especially for any sort of, uh, any sort of business where the person who owns the business is also a professional that works in that business. So lawyers who are also lawyers that just happen to also own their law practice, doctors who are also doctors that just happen to own their offices. The issue is that there is that kind of business side that isn't necessarily at the forefront of everyone's brain because they didn't go to med school to be a business person. They would have gone to business school for that. So it is, a, uh, it is a change of thinking where you have to go from thinking about what does this cost to what does this make me? You know, at the end of the day, are you really saving money if you're saving, you know, 
$2,000. If that means that because you saved that $2,000 that you didn't make that $20,000 that you could have made if you had invested that in your marketing. So look at things less at cost and look at if we were to invest this, what will we get on the back end of that? And then, I mean, if you can't afford something, you can't afford something, but you know, marketing is expensive but it's expensive because it works. These platforms are mostly based off of competition. So if that means it's the cost per click is $20 because your competitors are paying around that rate and they wouldn't be consistently paying that if it wasn't profitable for them. Another thing that listeners need to understand is that when they do a cost per click or uh, you know pay per click campaign, it is directed specifically to the clientele or the type of patients that they want. So the message isn't going out to everyone in the world. It's only going out to the prospective patients that would be interested in utilizing your services and coming to your office. Correct. Right. You'll be able to within your exact account, if there's a specific type of patient you're looking for, if you're looking for patients in a certain area, uh, within a certain demographic, you can set all that up on pretty much any sort of advertising platform, Google, Facebook, those are probably going to be the main ones that you would focus on. You can, you can specify, I only want people who are looking for cosmetic dental work. You know, you can find various keywords under that category and just target them. So they have to specifically enter something into Google related to various types of cosmetic dental work for you to show up there. They have to also reside within you know, 50 miles of, you know, maybe not 50 miles, it's a bit large, maybe within 20 miles of your actual office location or the city that you're in. If they're outside of that, then you don't want your ads to be shown for them. You can also determine like, you know, I want them, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our patients are within this age group. We can also do things like cut off age groups that aren't your best patients. You know, if you find that patients who are 35 to you know 65 plus are the best patients in terms of retention and you find that the younger patients just don't stay long enough for it to be worth your time necessarily at least not right now then you can say okay i don't want my ads to show to these types of people because i want to maximize what i'm getting for the budget that i have and you have a lot of control over your advertising so when you look at the people that are getting these clicks knowing that these are your target patients you know, the more clicks, the better. You'd be happy to pay more because you knew that the chances of them becoming your patients were much greater. Exactly. And if you do take some measures to improve your lifetime value, your intake rate, your conversion rate, and all these other aspects, if you're in a position where, you know, your average competitor for every dollar they spend, they're getting $4.50 back. And for every dollar you spend, you're getting $15 back then you can afford to pay way more than them and still make a higher return. So you can be very aggressive in that case and basically make it so your competitors don't have a chance of competing with you because they'd be completely unprofitable as well. So you can be very aggressive. Is there a time commitment for a campaign that you would suggest or that someone would have to commit? So... In terms of a time commitment, I would rec- I generally recommend for people who are new to advertising to dedicate at least three months to try it. The reason being is that you want to give it a real shot and you might not get it right the first time. You might choose the wrong keywords at first. You might choose the wrong cost per click at first. You might re- write ad copy that just isn't working at first. And if you give up on your first try or you try it once, you make a change and maybe that change wasn't the right change to make you maybe 
things got worse so things didn't really improve you don't want to just kind of give up too early so you want to make sure you have a real chance of actually seeing results and i find that for most people they start with a lower budget which makes sense they want to be more conservative with their advertising spend and because of that you need to make sure that you actually have a good chance of doing that if if i had a perfect equation i would tell you exactly you know if you take your cost per click divided by this amount of money then you'll have exactly how long you need to stay on for but I, for most people i would say about 3 months try it if it's not working, see what's not working. Are you not getting clicks that are the right person? Okay, work on your keywords. Are you not getting clicks at a high enough percentage? Work on your ads. Are you not converting people that are actually, you see people that are clicking, that are searching for the types of things that you want to get patients for, but they're not converting? Work on wherever you're sending that traffic to to get them to convert at a higher rate. So really give it a good shot. And for most people, it'll take about three months. When you see that a lot of people are clicking on the ads, but not following Mm -hmm. through, evidently we could surmise that it's not an effective ad. Are there features on an ad that you feel would be better for conversion rates? Sure. So when it comes to your ads, if you're... So if you're running ads on Google, specifically on their search network, which is just when your ads show on Google search, if you... Look at Google, whatever you're trying to have your ads show up for, and you'll see what your competitors have for ad copy or what the words they're using in their ads are. And look at what they're missing or look at what they have and you don't have. That's a good starting point because if your ads look very similar, you'll probably get about similar results from the ad results. So you'll know you're in a pretty good place, at least compared to where your competitors are. And I call these boring ads. The reason why I call them boring ads is because if you look, if you were to Google something like dentist near me, um, chiropractor near me, or whatever type of medical profession you are, you'll notice that almost every ad looks exactly the same. Some of them will say different things. Maybe they've been in business for 20 years. You've only been in 10. So there says, you know, been in business for 20 years and you can't make that claim. But overall, they're not very exciting. They all read very similar. If someone was just scrolling down, they really wouldn't be able to identify an ad that looks different from others. So if you have an ad that looks very similar, you're going to have very similar performance to them. And that's where I would start off if you're new to ads. You don't want to go, you don't want to be too creative at first. You don't want to try to have an ad that's way out there because sometimes those ads just do very, very poorly. So I would say play it safe at first. Look at what your competitors are doing, write ads that are similar to them. Not, Don't just copy them, but when they say things like uh, free consultation, then great. Maybe you should try that. That's either putting some sort of offer in their ad copy. So you should try that as well. Do they have the keyword in their ad copy? Okay. So if someone's searching for a cosmetic dentist, are all the ads just saying dentist or do they say cosmetic dentist? Because someone might want to click on that if it says specifically exactly what they're searching for. So that's what I would say to start. Look at what your competitors are doing. Play it safe, especially if you're new, because you don't want to you don't want to add too many complexities to what you're doing, especially when you're not familiar with kind of the tools that you're working with. That's a great idea. What would you consider a really exciting ad? One that worked. Yeah. So off the top of my head, one that did particularly well that we ran, uh, in this instance, it wasn't for a medical professional, um, just because, especially with any sort of uh, restrictive industries, there's things you can say, things you can't say. And, we, and I found that uh, when it comes to the medical field, those types of clients need to be very, uh, very careful of what they put on their ads. So unfortunately, I don't have one at the top of my head to say in that regard, but we did work with a, a, a criminal attorney who gave us pretty much free reign. And what we did is for him, we, the first ad just said, don't put your future at risk. So that, that was something that stood out. Everyone just said, you know, criminal defense attorney, DUI attorney, those sorts of things. And we said, we focused it on, hey, 
criminal offenses are a very serious matter. You don't want to put your future at risk. You can't afford to hire someone that doesn't care about your future. Uh, you know, so that worked really well. I think we had a, a click-through rate, a percentage of people that clicked through was doing about twice as good as a more kind of traditional kind of quote unquote boring ad. So it's just something that who is the type of person that's reading this ad? This is what we thought about. Who's the type of person that's reading this ad? What will connect with them on an emotional level that even if they only read the first couple of words of our ad before they clicked on it, what in their mind would go, oh, this looks different from everything else that I see. I agree. I think it's really important to address the pain points of the person that you want to Mm -hmm. read the ad. Exactly. You want to be known as the one who could give solutions to the problems that they're struggling with. Exactly. And uh, that's the approach that I would say for any sort of creative ad is just really understand what, what are they, what are their pain points? What will, what will hit them on an emotional level and how can you connect with that in a non exploitative way, so to speak, you know, it's not like, you know, if you're a cosmetic surgeon, obviously don't want to make fun of people if they want to change how they look, if they're not happy with it. But you can understand that if someone is unhappy with a feature of their body, that you can uh, relate to them in that matter. And you can have something that speaks very well to them that shows that you understand what they're going through and that you know how to help them. Do you have any other tips that you could give our listeners? Sure. So what I generally recommend to people is to... Try and test. I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid to do is to just get started with it. Some people do too much research on, oh, this is what our, what exactly is our cost per click going to be? How, how much exactly will it cost us for a phone call? How much exactly will it cost us to get that patient? If you've been running ads for a while, yes, those are the questions you should be asking. But at first, you need to you need to just play around with it. Whether you're hiring someone or if you are doing it yourself, you need to get your ads up. You need to you know that people who are spending this amount are spending it because it's working for them. So what I say for most people is just get it up, test it. And not every marketing campaign works. Not every marketing campaign works at first. And that's completely fine because if you're, if you're testing things, you're putting more effort in than probably 90% of people. There are so many advertisers or that just spend a little bit of money. doesn't work right away. They never advertise again. So if, if you just go in there, play around with it, try to be creative, it's fine to fail. It's fine to write an ad that does horribly wrong. And you know, you'll, you'll just keep working towards it. And if you actually put in the effort for it, you can get some pretty amazing results with it. For everyone here today that has been listening to you, how can they reach you to speak to you further? Yeah, sure. So if you are currently advertising on Google, or if you're thinking about advertising on Google or improving your organic search presence on Google, then you can go to teambluedog.com slash video. And what that'll do is that'll take you to a very simple page where you can just put in your name and your email, and it will connect you with me personally on to my email, in which I will also personally record a video for you going over your ad account, going over your website, and showing you exactly what you need to do to take your practice to the next level in order to reach whatever sort of goal that you have, certain patient level, a certain type of patient. And we'll go through that video, we'll jump on a phone call. And even if you're not interested in working together later on, that's completely fine. At the very end of the day, what you'll have is actionable tips that you can implement yourself at the very worst case scenario. Fantastic. Well, it was great speaking with you today. And you as well. This is another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. 
If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.